There's a solitary, humble, wooden structure on a windswept hill in rural New England. To open the door is to engage our minds, our hearts, and our imaginations. In this place, preachers and professors, past and present, come alive as they walk the aisle, ascend the pulpit stairs, and teach. From theology, from history, and from the Word of God, welcome to the Saybrook Meeting House, an audio production of Saybrook Ministries. As the day of prayer for colleges, the last Sunday or Thursday in January, draws near, we ask ourselves the questions, why pray specifically for colleges? And what are their peculiar needs? Colleges, universities, and technological schools are the last word in the formal education of the world's leaders. As such, their functions are of the highest order. Their service to the nations and the world is of incalculable significance, and their accountability to God is commensurate with their exalted functions and opportunities for service. Their influence in social and political, in national and international life, determines the trend of their times. And none who want that influence to be of the highest order, intelligently, morally, and spiritually, will need to be urged to pray for colleges. Colleges, like individuals, are prone to put undue emphasis upon their wants while being unconscious of their deepest needs. And what the ideal man most needs will, in larger measure, meet the need of the ideal college. But there is only one ideal man, not only in the realms of holiness and righteousness, but in the realms of knowledge and wisdom and truth. And in many ideal homes, this legend may be read upon the walls. Christ is the head of this house, the unseen guest at every meal, the silent listener to every conversation. Where these words are not only a beautiful sentiment, but an actually recognized and practical reality, what more or better can be asked for a home? And what more or better can be asked for a college than that it should inscribe upon its walls the same legend adapted to its life and work? Christ is the head of this college, the unseen guest at every lecture, the silent listener to every recitation. A college which has Jesus Christ as its acknowledged head would make his supreme thought its own. Christ's greatest thought was not philosophical or scientific or literary or theological, but filial, my father. He declared, my father is greater than all and lived this truth. He openly linked his father 
with golden chains of love and trust to everything on earth and in heaven. The fall of a sparrow, the judgment of the great day, with everything intervening, he bound up with the will of his Father. And he did this on all occasions, before his plain disciples and the common people, before council, governor, and king. He made the Father his greatest thought, and the righteousness of God the world's greatest need. In his day, the world was not suffering for more instruction in art or literature or architecture. It had the matchless Greek language, the unrivaled statue of Jupiter, the temple of Ephesian Diana, but it was suffering for the lack of God-fearing writers, artists, and architects. And the great need of our world today is not in the realms of science, art, philosophy, engineering, or trade, but in the realm of righteousness. The college which recognizes Christ as its head, whether it be a state or a denominational institution, will honor him as he honored his father. It will make him the most valuable asset of its president, trustees, and professors. It will give Jesus Christ the first place in all its affairs, not silently, by implication, but openly and fearlessly. It will recognize him as the fountain of all wisdom and knowledge, and will be more concerned that the fountain be conserved than that the streams which flow from it shall be enjoyed. A college which makes Jesus Christ its greatest thought will send out large numbers of its alumni into life positions as Christian ministers and still larger numbers into various life callings where they too will make Jesus Christ their chief thought. It will send out men into councils and senates and boards of trade who, like Joseph of old, and Nehemiah and Daniel, make the first thought of their business, God. It will fit men to sit on peace conferences, in which the name most freely and openly and enthusiastically spoken will be Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. It will send out men who will recognize the futility of expecting those to be permanently at peace with one another who have not made their peace with God. The lukewarm Laodicean Church is not the only body which is in danger of being spewed out of the mouth of him who sitteth on the throne of the universe. We can almost hear some of the colleges of our time using the very words of that ancient church. I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, except a few more millions of endowment. And the answer of him who stood among the golden candlesticks fits a college rich in all but the Spirit of Christ. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. 
And who shall say that the college which makes Jesus Christ its greatest thought and seeks first the kingdom of God and his righteousness may not with perfect confidence plead the promise, all these things shall be added unto you as covering the needs which the Father knows so well. Christ, the head of our colleges, a mighty prayer to send up to God. But how dare we pray for less? An article by the Reverend John Gebhard, published in the January 21, 1920 edition of the Christian Intelligencer. Thank you for joining us this week at the Saybrook Meeting House. We hope you've been blessed by today's podcast. Saybrook Ministries' mission is to provide didactic and devotional content from the Christian faith delivered to the saints, recovered and refined by the Protestant Reformation. Be sure to visit saybrookministries.org for continually updated Christian content designed to inspire and invigorate our imagination and intellect. Join us next week for another journey to the Saybrook Meeting House. Until then, may God bless you.